Thanks for joining us for the Fight for Your Marriage podcast with Charlene Steinkamp. This is a place where you can find hope for your marriage through Jesus Christ. Hey, it's Lori and Charlene, and we're so glad that you're joining us for another episode of the Fight for Your Marriage podcast. Oh, we are excited today. Today, we're going to be talking about false starts. Well, like you said, we're going to talk about false starts today, and it's a topic that can be upsetting for some people because it can indicate a failure, or it's encouraging for some people because they start to see movement in their restoration. So first, let's kind of define what a false start is. Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines it officially as a premature start. And you hear about it often in sports, like in a race or football players. If they have a false start, it means they started to do something too soon. They started the race too soon. It's also defined as an unsuccessful attempt to begin something. And as far as marriage restoration goes, we kind of use the term false start when we refer to a prodigal that has maybe started the process of coming home, but then has stopped and decided to leave again. Or sometimes it can even happen when um, talks of reconciliation are happening and maybe a prodigal hasn't come home, but there's just been maybe some dating or some improvement in communication, and then they go silent again. And so that's what a false start is. When we're referring to a false start today, that's what we're talking about. Bob and I had many false starts in our marriage restoration. In fact, we had false starts for 19 years off and on, we had marriage problems. And at the time, you probably wouldn't have defined it as a false start because you didn't know what it was, but he moved out 18 times in 19 years of marriage. Correct. And I never thought of them as false starts to working to get to that point where that we both surrender our hearts and our lives to the Lord and that we work into having our marriage to be all that God wants it to be to be by first seeking the Lord, praying, and then reading the word and and actively apply God's principles in marriage. Right. Well, let's talk about some reasons that a person leaves. As I said earlier, sometimes restoration begins where a prodigal will physically move home and start the process of restoration. And then days, weeks, months, sometimes even years later, they leave again. And so that's one thing we would consider a false start. Um, Some of the reasons that that can happen is disobedience to God or shame or unhappiness. Sometimes it can be because of another relationship that they haven't fully ended. And so they've kind of kept a foot in both worlds. And so, and there's many other reasons. So there's many reasons that a false start can happen. One reason also can be that, uh, and I'm, we're going, I'm going to mention a, a couple of examples of what they could be battling, is that one reason is that pornography could happen and be involved in to the man or woman's life that they've opened a door. Right, to, if there's addictions that they've not dealt with. If there's addictions. And also, they, that other relationship that someone has started in their marriage, a husband or a wife, 
that they are um, trying to sever, cut, and destroy that relationship, leave that relationship, and when they come home, they are um, double-minded. Right. They're double-minded, and they're also being tempted by the flesh to pick up the phone or text, or the other person could be trying to sway them. In fact, I personally can relate to that because when Bob broke off the relationship with the other person after two years when Bob and I were reuniting, getting back together again, suddenly, as you know our testimony, Bob came home suddenly, and she wasn't expecting that, and so that caused where that she kept trying to sway him to come back uh, to her and and she would actually stalk him and go around and find him. And Bob and I had an agreement that if he ever saw her or he she ever called him or anything, that he would be honest and tell me so that we could pray about it and I could pray about it. And I, of course, fasted and prayed. We want to teach you to be aware of when you start this great process of marriage restoration, that you may have these different things come into the, your restoration process, and we want you to have victory with it. And there is victory in knowing the Lord Jesus Christ, surrendering every day that other person to have the Lord remove that person out of your life permanently. One of the things that we mentioned was shame, and I wanted to just share with you something that my dad wrote in his book, Finding the Way Home. That was the book that he wrote speaking to prodigals who are struggling with the idea of coming home and struggling with the thoughts of leaving their sinful past behind. And he speaks to them directly and honestly. In one chapter, he speaks a lot about shame. And in it, he says, what brought about my shame? Could it have been Charlene's begging with material? No, because she didn't do that. Was it wealth or health? No, because I was in good health and I was making more money than ever before. Could it have been Charlene sending Christian men to straighten me out? No, because she never did that either. Well, then what could have finally made me ashamed when I had been living a shameful lifestyle without acknowledging it? I was led to see my situation as shameful when the Holy Spirit of God moved on my life in response to Charlene's prayers and fasting. She was not wasting her prayers, begging God to send me home out of her need. She was pleading with God to touch me out of my need. Once that was straight, my homecoming was natural. Personal shame over marriage unfaithfulness or abandonment is akin to a flood on dry ground. We prodigals can go from having no shame to having so much shame that we feel we cannot go home. That is a lie from Satan. And your prodigal may be dealing with shame. They may be home and living in the house and still struggling with shame. In fact, they can be tormented in their mind and you may never know what your husband or wife are battling in their mind by the attempt of the enemy to uh, tell them that they've ruined their life and there's no way it can be fixed and the love cannot be resurrected, rekindled, or restored. But that's not the truth. Right. And we've heard from many prodigals that say that they struggled internally with the thought of how could you, the stander, love them and forgive them. They don't understand how a person can do that. And so because they can't reconcile that thought in their mind, 
that produces shame in their mind that they don't understand the unconditional love you're giving them. And often because of that, when, for instance, with Bob even, when I would hug him or lean over to kiss him, he didn't always feel worthy to, to do that. And he felt the shame until we realized what he was battling. And the devil was just tormenting him with his past. And we have to pray that during our praying and standing and praying for restoration that God will touch them and will give them the healing of all the shame and the guilt of what they have accomplished or what they have done. And that is so amazing. If we start praying ahead of time, what God can do in, in their hearts and lives to remove it quickly and suddenly. And that's why you always say, once a stander, always a stander. And um, if you've contacted us after having your marriage restored and we've sent you some resources about restoration, you have likely heard that phrase, once a stander, always a stander, meaning that you can't get the finish line of restoration, have a remarriage, have a restored marriage, whatever happens that it's restored and then say, okay, I'm done. And you let up on praying for your spouse. You let up on praying for your marriage. You need to always be praying and fighting the enemy for your marriage because he is going to try to bring about doubt and shame and the other things we talked about in an attempt to ruin your marriage again. Positively. That is so the most truest statement we can say to you is that the devil is out to steal, kill, and destroy every Christian marriage. It doesn't matter um, how many times. It doesn't matter once and think that you can rebuild your marriage. You can, but he will continue to use fiery darts. And especially, that's why we always teach you, uh, and we want new people that are listening, to know that you need to put on the armor of God and the hedge of protection around you and your family every day. Don't assume that your spouse is doing it. You must do it. Put it on your children to protect them also. So God gives us the weapons to use, and the, the weapons are we need to read the word daily. We need to pray daily. We need to put on the armor of God daily in that hedge of protection, and you will then know that you are using God's weapons to protect you and your family. False starts also require forgiveness. You're going to need to be willing to forgive your spouse if a false start takes place. And just as you forgave them of their sin, forgave them when they came home, forgave them hundreds of times probably, um, if there is a false start, it's something that you're going to need to forgive. Colossians talks about that, Lori. Let me read from Colossians chapter 3, verse 12, where it says, Therefore, it's God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other. That's what we need to do for our spouses. And forgive whatever grievances you may have against one another. That is so appropriate for what we're talking about. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love which binds them all together in perfect unity. And that's the whole secret. If we must, as Lori mentioned, we must forgive, and then we put on that unconditional love, that love that is so strong if that we do not 
have, well, I will forgive them for everything except, or we don't love them except for this area of their life. No, we need to put on love. And that love can only come from Jesus. And that's one thing you have to ask yourself is, are you looking to your spouse for things that you should be getting from the Lord? If you're not deeply rooted in the word and in your relationship with Christ, if a false start happens, you're going to be thrown off and you're going to be devastated again. But if you're rooted in the Lord and trusting in him, then when you have these delays, you don't get where you're thrown off to walking away from your faith or walking away from God. You have to ask yourself and examine, are you disappointed with God or disappointed with God's timing? He's faithful and he is in control. You should not be disappointed in him. And that's what you have to remind yourself. Bob, during that time, he had many false starts in his mind of, of thoughts of leaving or opening the door to the other person because that temptation from the enemy is still trying to tempt and destroy our marriage that God is trying to rebuild and reconstruct. And that's what you've got to understand. This is a spiritual battle um, that is going on. And we asked on social media for some of you to share if you've had false starts and what you learned from them. Kim shared that she's had five false starts during her stand, which lasted a couple of years. And she says, I believe each time that neither I nor my husband were actually ready. There were things that each of us were still learning and God was teaching us. And we needed to learn these things to be at a place where he could wholly restore. Now I can look back and see each time there was a specific lesson that I learned. We've now been restored for over four years, and we're still learning. And that's what it comes down to, is never reaching the finish line and thinking, because restoration has happened, that you've arrived and you can take your foot off the gas pedal of praying and, and interceding for your marriage. Another one shared, I feel some of my false starts were due to my laziness and immaturity about standing when my prodigal spouse returned. And that's what we're talking about. That can sometimes happen when the spouse comes home. We heard from another standard that says, multiple false starts when my husband was teetering on coming home. And even after it was a long road, but it was filled with love and understanding and a whole lot of prayer. God gave me the strength for this journey, and he has not left my side. What this woman is sharing is what we've been talking about, that it is a long road to restoration. And I love what she said, that it is filled with love and understanding and a whole lot of prayer. And in Finding the Way Home that we talked about earlier, my dad writes, Satan has targeted your marriage for destruction, and the evil one will not go away simply because you came home. There will be times when you will think, I should have just stayed away. Don't give up the fight for your precious marriage. Recognize the source of those thoughts. I praise God for a forgiving and wise wife who helped me through the infancy of our remarriage. Had God not touched her before he touched me, I'm not sure our marriage would have made it. And that's why it's so important to be on this journey that you're on for your spiritual growth. In fact, when that reminds me so strongly is that when Bob and I did reconcile, that we started praying and the Lord told us to go get biblical counseling. 
And so I suggested to Bob that we go and get professional help at that time to help us build our marriage on a solid foundation. You may be asking yourself now, what do I do if I have a false start in my marriage and my spouse leaves again? Do not panic because the Lord has not left you or left them, and he is going to start working and speak louder to your husband or wife to come back and surrender his heart or her heart to the Lord and to join in to your family. Remember the covenant of your marriage. You are one flesh, and God honors that so strongly. And you need to pray that, you know, this is my covenant marriage, and I want you, Lord, to, to move on him, that any, anybody put a wall of fire around somebody to keep anyone that is trying to have them flirt or start a relationship. If a false start happens, you have to just understand that it's not uncommon. It's devastating, but it's not uncommon. And so you need to not let this be something that completely throws you off. We're teaching you now and, and telling you how to prepare so it doesn't happen. But if it does happen, just calm down and diagnose the situation and try to go back and look at what could have happened, what was causing it. Were you not connecting enough emotionally? What, did your spouse not let go of some of the things that we talked about earlier, like another person or shame or um, despair? Were they struggling with those feelings? And try to figure out how you can go back and address the situation that could have led to this. And like when a person's in an accident, if they're bleeding, the first thing to do is to stop the hemorrhaging. And You've got to do that in your life right now. Just calm down and calmly stop the bleeding. Figure out what happened. Communicate with your spouse and use what we talked about, the forgiveness and the love that we talked about in Colossians 3. And it takes humility to forgive and then forgive again and then forgive again when your spouse has hurt you. But you have to be willing to do that because we've been forgiven that way. And I will mention one thing that is regarding intimacy. Your husband or wife may want intimacy immediately, and you may uh, want to wait because of what has been going on with his life. And that is where I want you to start praying and asking God that you be ready and understand this is the, the heartbeat of your marriage, and we want you to be able to love them better than any other person could possibly love them. And that's where you claim and take back what the enemy has stolen uh, from both of you. If you should have a false start, you need to realize that God is right there with you and he is ready to restart and start your marriage uh, of a rekindling and get your marriage back on track with your husband or wife and that you need to stand firm on what you believe and what you've been standing for for, for how long and do not let this be a, a huge trauma that you think is not fixable. There is nothing in your marriage. There is no discussion, no circumstance 
that God cannot repair and turn it around to good. And what we want to have you understand so strongly that if your spouse does leave for a false start, do not get devastated to the point that you don't stop praying and interceding him, but praise the Lord that he is in control of him or her. He Praise the Lord for all that he has done and pray and believe, and that the word believe is strong, and believe that he can do anything and there's nothing too hard for him to do. And he can speak to your husband or wife morning, noon, and night in a million different ways, as Bob has written how many times the Lord spoke to him, but he did not obey. So one of the words I would suggest in this, pray for your husband or wife to be obedient to God's will and way and to his wooing of him telling them what to do to come home. Right, and don't give up. I hope you will be encouraged listening to this that regardless of what is going on in your marriage right now, and regardless of what your spouse is doing right now, when they've taken a detour road that you didn't expect, that the Lord is right there with you. Let's pray. Lord, I just thank you for this discussion that we have had today. And I pray that this will touch each and every person that is praying and believing for marriage restoration. Lord, we go through many circumstances in the process of marriage restoration. And one of them is false starts. But Lord, we thank you that you're wooing them home and they're coming home. They may get cold feet. They may get scared. They may be tempted again from the other person, but they come, they will may leave, but it's a false start. It is not the end of the story. So Lord, I pray you will speak to every person that is uh, going through a false start, beware of what uh, could happen, and pray against it. So Lord, we thank you that you are the Lord of all, and you are the King of kings, and you are able to block and stop false starts. And we pray that every husband and wife that comes home, that they will not have false starts, that they will take captive every thought to be obedient to the Lord Jesus Christ. We pray that the temptations, that they will say no, and that they will remember that they have a covenant marriage, and remember that you brought them home for a divine reason to rebuild and restore and reconcile this marriage to be stronger and be a lighthouse for you to use that God can heal and restore any marriage. We don't have to say it's only a few marriages. No, God wants to restore and resurrect every marriage that is having any sort of marriage problems. And the ones especially that have come home and are wanting to rebuild their marriage, but they've got to crucify that sinful nature and they've got to say no to the flesh. And we just give you the praise and the glory for what you're going to do in each and every one of our marriages that are in the process of total reconciliation. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. If we can help you in any way, we invite you to visit the website of Rejoice Marriage Ministries at www.rejoiceministries.org. Thanks for joining us today as we proclaim that God heals hurting marriages.